0: Hey, hey, hey. Wow. 22 minutes ago, I started this podcast and it was going great. It was going great. I'm so bummed because I was on on to something else. and I was just getting to a great point. And then the, my phone rang and it interrupted the, um, the podcasting. I have 22 minutes. So I had 22 minutes of the finest quality podcasting going. And I was like, how do I save this and just continue going? But somehow I lost it. I'm just, and It's like, oh, 22 minutes of gold, people. That was 22 minutes of gold. So I'll try to recap and get us up to speed. I'm, of course, I'm walking, bud. Welcome to the podcast. It's uh, Saturday, December 29th, two days before. The 31st, the new year, going from 2018 to 19. Woo, so exciting. I've done this like 50 times now. And um, here we are. And uh, it's Arizona. I'm walking the bud. And just recapping, my last podcast was the day before the Packers were playing the, the Bears. And I was hoping for a Packer win, keep their playoff hopes alive, at least at the bottom line. Minimum sweep the Bears this year. Didn't happen. Packers lost. Packers are out of the playoffs. Bears win. Bears are in the playoffs. So now we're left with schadenfreude. Good old German expression, schadenfreude. So I will continue watching football and wait for the day. And it'll be a joy. There's still time to celebrate NFL for me. You know, even though my team's not in the playoffs, I will be celebrating every time the Bears go out on the field and my anticipation will be a Chicago Bears loss. And that brings me great joy. Really. I mean, that's... Sorry folks, but that's me and I'm a Packer fan and I am gonna enjoy football and I'm gonna enjoy watching the Bears lose. And they certainly aren't gonna win the Super Bowl this year, so it's gonna happen, people. And I know it's on the other side, you know, everyone's so hopeful, like, you know, oh, Bears, this could be our year, oh! It ain't your year, Bears, you suck, okay? You guys suck. You ain't gonna make it, you know, you're gonna get beat by the Rams, the Saints, maybe even the Vikings. You might even get beat by Philadelphia Eagles with a backup quarterback. So, to my Chicago Bear fans. It's December 29th. Your endorphins in your brain are still flying high because you still got playoff football ahead of you. Ooh, oh. Chicago Bears. And talking about Chicago Bears and the weather, it's Chicago, it's almost Chicago weather here. It's 43 degrees, people, 43, not a cloud in the sky. We're out walking the bud, and uh, it's Arizona. And I did check the humidity for fun, and it's actually 43% humidity. So those podcast listeners that listen and when the podcast started this year in June, May, June, July, and, and I would talk about 110-degree temperatures and, and um, humidities of 5 6%. Dang, that, that uh, humidity percentage is really important when it's 110 out because you do not want 43% humidity at 110, let me tell you, you do not want that. That is not a fun, fun set of numbers. So we have fun talking about fun sets of numbers. I mean, we're 43, 43 today, 43 Fahrenheit, 43% humidity. And really, when it's this chilly out for me and Arizona and the experience and the sun, I'm in the sun, it's feeling good. And, um, you know, whether it's super dry or 43%, I mean, it, it really doesn't matter. You know, it's, it is what it is. And oh, I don't see the impacts. The price, there are probably some impacts, but I don't, I don't know what they what they are. You probably, your lips probably chap quick, quicker. You know, really important things like that, you know, getting lips chapped. And I by, I didn't bring up lip chapping in the first 22 minutes that are lost, the lost episode. But there you go, bonus material. So we got chapped lips. I was talking about, for probably way too long, 10 minutes or so, about distribution curves, normal, Um, sigmas, like one sigma, two sigma, three sigma from the mean. Three sigma from the mean is pretty far out there on the tails. And you do that both sides of the mean and you get six sigma, three on each side, That's six, wow. Six sigma, corporations have spent billions of dollars training their employees on Six Sigma. And I think what it does is actually it's all about productivity and efficiency. And I give a shout-out to Rob Bell. He's got a great podcast called The Robcast. And a couple times he brings this up. he's, He's like, God created all this world and things. But he's not about productivity and efficiency. That's something that we bring into it. We... So most of us, you know, a lot of people work 40 hours a week and they work in a corporation and corporations all about quality, you know, doing a good product consistency. So someone came along, well, let's let's do this Six Sigma program, continuous improvement, getting better, drive things to the mean. In manufacturing, it's always good if you have something that says cut this piece of cloth, cut this metal, cut this, make it one inch. Plus or minus 0.010 inches. So now you've got your boundary conditions, right? you got your tolerance, right? What's acceptable? What's a good product? That defines a good product, that tolerance. So six sigma, get it in the mean. Get it in the middle. Cut it to the middle. Cut it precisely. Make it exactly one inch. But you got the, you got the tolerance, plus or minus. And my thing is, like, we're humans. We're not, we're not productivity efficiency machines. And Rob Cast, Rob brings that out, too, a few times. That God's not interested in efficiency and productivity, and that's where love comes in. And also abundance, because love and attitude and thoughts, we're all humans. We have brains. And at the end of the day, it's just what we think and how we think, what we think. Are we going to be... Thinking positive things about other people, or what, and whatnot, whatnot, the old whatnots, and uh, so the idea is like get it in the mean, get it in the middle, get it normal, and then you hear people say like, oh, she's really normal, or he's he's not very normal, he's an off base, you know, and we're people, and that's where I'm celebration of the abnormal, or or, uh, abnormalities certainly it's good to be civil and fit in, so to speak, but at the end of the day, we've got to celebrate our outlier gifts. And that's one of my themes is where are we way out there on the mean? People that do amazing things like Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett in the business world and artists of some kind who make great movies and do great books and things artists let's say the outliers those are the ones that do something unique different so we really do want to be we don't want to be six sigma. we don't want to be normal we want to exploit whatever gift you have everybody has this gift and that's where i think god looks down and be like hey man i gifted you. you have this gift go use it go enjoy your crazy outlierness so I had some drama the last 48 hours, and I wasn't sure I was gonna do this podcast. So what I did is I said now I'll just talk through it. And I, the first 20 minutes which got lost, I was talking about this kind of concept and the drama. And it turns out it's about my sister in Texas who's got some issues. She has lacked self-awareness, and self-awareness is a really complex emotional intelligence measure. And uh I strive for that. I don't know. I mean, it's it's self-awareness. A lot of it is, how, what's your impact on other people? And I think uh, maybe if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully I'm having an impact on you. But I, I really am not that self-aware of what kind of impact that is. I mean, if it was doing stand-up comedy, your feedback is people laugh, right? You go, ah, ha, 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 you know, eh, that's really funny. Ho, 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 and chuckle, you know. So you get. You get some feedback on what the audience is responding to. And when you do a podcast, you get zero. So you just got to rattle. But again, I think that's my gift is just talk, 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 talk. And I want to make it entertaining for you. I want it to be fun. And I want you to enjoy it and get something out of it, whatever that is. And that's unplanned. Whatever you get out of this is not really a plan because I don't have an agenda. You know, I'm just walking the dog. <laughs> and So the subtle, the subtle agenda is enjoy life every moment. Even when you're walking your dog, do a podcast while you're walking your dog. You know, there you go. So, it's enjoy every moment. So, Bud's sniffing around in the shade here. Bud, do you know it's 43 degrees, Bud? He doesn't know. He's got fur, and he's oblivious, it seems, to the 43 degree temperature. And I don't like standing in the shade when it's 43. Bud, let's go back into the sun and warm up a little bit, okay? I'm A little bit chilly. So, um... The drama. So I got a brother in uh, Massachusetts, sister in Texas, and my mom's 93 and she's not doing well. She had the last couple weeks, she had some uh, low sodium, was sent to the hospital, and uh, kind of out of it, incoherent. And uh, I was hopeful that it was just the low sodium. Turns out sodium is a pretty important element in the brain. Uh, in all of your body. So I think her thinking was off, and that's proven the case the last two weeks. As the sodium levels have come up, she's regaining her thought processes and regaining her um, coherence, so to speak. A lot of people talk about, what is it, dementia and um, Parkinson's degree disease or whatever. I'm not here to diagnose my mom. I'm just saying I'm glad she's getting better in the sodium level. So my amateur, amateur brainiology or whatever your neurology, I guess you call it brainiology. There's a good one for you. My amateur neurology is to say, Hey, get that sodium up (laughs) and your brain will return to you. So this is a gift. You're able to understand words. In this moment in this time it's december 29 2018 maybe you're, you're listening to this after this moment but it's a recorded moment it's my moment and uh if you understand what i'm saying well then thank the lord that you're uh, breathing you have a brain and you can understand words that someone else speaks and kind of put it together because i do i am kind of going somewhere with this but um so I uh, The drama, I mean, I could walk my dog and call somebody up on the phone and repeat the story to somebody, some stranger, and get their feedback. And they'd probably confirm what I already know. But somehow it feels good to, like, express the drama to somebody. And it is kind of wild in a way. And it's like, why do we really have to deal with this, you know? And So you kind of get irked by having to deal with, your sister's drama but it is what it is so and the podcast is probably better for me to do than to call somebody and spread the um spread the disappointment to others and we all have disappointments i mean you people man it's uh relationships people we we are amazing and our stubbornness of thought, especially. So this would be my sister's stubbornness of thought. So my mom's in the hospital and she's just getting out. She's like really in bad shape, I think, mentally. And she's weak, she's 93. So she's not like the spring chicken. And my sister's hanging on to uh, anger, bitterness from the past. And she's, this is a pattern for her for the last, Ten years, probably really. Her whole life, basically, because she goes back to stories when she was eight years old, and she's uh, over fifty-eight. So that makes at least fifty years. My sister's been, quote unquote, struggling with her relationship with her mother. And you know, get your violins out, like, oh yeah, you know, daughters and mothers. It's such a wonder. It's such a challenging relationship. You know, well, it doesn't have to be. and you if you're a daughter and you're listening to this you know you might go oh well Michael you don't understand you know you're not you're not a girl you know the mother-daughter relationship is so fragile yeah okay get over it people no it's it's the 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 best thing to do is get more data get more data because sure any particular uh, mother and any particular daughter could dig dig deep and and analyze every little event in their lives and spin it any direction you want, but the thing is is like let's look at ten thousand mothers and ten thousand daughters and do a distribution you know and, and say where's the where's the good relationships and how are they formed and what are they what are they about, what makes them work well? and what what makes the ones that don't work well. But people don't do that. They just personalize every stinking thing. So everything's personalized. Everything's like one-on-one and you just, with just one data point, scientists know this. You don't base things on just a data set of one. And then, then, yes, certainly People have crappy relationships like that. But there are some that are good. So what, can we learn something from the good ones? What's, what's, what's uh, good about them? And probably one of them will be like high levels of emotional intelligence, you know. And, uh, well, okay, what they, they kind of, um, the, whether you have high level of emotional intelligence probably depends on your mother because they're formative, right? So if your mother doesn't have a high level of emotional intelligence, it's probably a good chance that... Everybody else in the family is not going to have a high level. Because uh, it's kind of modeled and you kind of learn it. So um, so the mother doesn't have a high level of emotional intelligence. And I suppose my brother and I have figured that out. And we, we're, we deal with it, right? So I go back to love everyone always. Basically, my brother and I, we kind of, we've probably had our points in over 60 years where we really get ticked off at our mother and then other times where we're like, well, whatever she is, who she is. She's a human being. We didn't grow up in her family either, so we don't really know. But my sister just hangs on. She's like has these expectations that her mother is somehow perfect. And it's kind of dangerous too, because you, if you do start looking at some data and you look at us, some other families, you'll see that maybe some mother and daughter relationships are great. And then the daughter might look at the other person's mother and say, Oh, if only my mother was the only if only, if only my mother was like this mother, then oh man, I could really love her then, you know, and really have a good relationship with her. Well you probably have a good relationship with her, but you still in the framework of this world is screwed up and we all have issues and problems and black slices and things. You you can uh forgive those things. Look Look past them, accept them, and go on. But not not the drama my sister has, and uh, it's really frustrating because it's like here's the mom, and she looked really bad on Wednesday night. She just got moved from five or six days in a hospital room, which are really no fun. You know, it's very impersonal. It's changing the nurses every 12 hours, not many familiar faces, and so. Gets transported. It's only a mile away or less, so that's that's pretty good. But it's a bit trauma for a 93-year-old woman who's not doing well. So she finally gets back to her new place Wednesday night. And, uh, howdy. So you guys are on wheels today, all right? Hey, bud. So um, she's back in her assisted living type place. And less than 14 hours later, my sister decides to get in a fight with my 93-year-old mom over who knows what. But it's just this general animosity between the two of them that's just really, really taxing, you know. And I, and it was just a pop-in visit by my sister because because she was it wasn't a planned planned oh I'm gonna go see my mother visit it was oh I'm gonna be in Phoenix. Anyway, so I'll go see mom, you know. So I was with, you know, my sister's like, oh, well, I... Because she had these issues with my mom. And she's like, well, you know, you got to be with me. So I was with her on Wednesday. But I'm like, you need to spend some time by yourself with mom. And I was just hoping that she would just, like, sit down and talk to her on Thursday morning and be peaceful and just be, like, not, not expect mom to behave the way her expectations are or whatever or just like chill out just to say you know what i have my anger issues with my mom and i'm bitter about stuff whatever like it's probably silly stuff of course but you know i'm just gonna respect her and just like go through this meeting and she really looked terrible the night before so i'm just gonna try to encourage her to get better and so forth but no that didn't happen so somehow they both, or probably my sister got triggered, which is so easy for her, probably with my mom. And my mom just is, as my brother said later, is like, oh, that's great that mom gave her a comeback. That means she's getting her mental capacity back. <laughs> so, Cause my mom was, wasn't gonna put up with my sister's BS. So she started challenging my sister's crap because Again, it's uh, my, my sister has very low self-awareness. I would say, and that's a bit touchy subject, right? Because it's, it's the, the term self-awareness, when you first hear it, it's like, well, what is it, What does really what does self-awareness mean? And, and you know, we always think highly of ourselves, right? So we always the first thing is like, well, I'm. If you're gonna framework something and say, um, this is some characteristic self-awareness, well, I'm certainly gonna be at the top just i mean i don't even really know what it means but i i know that i'm one of the top ones you know which is the our family's gut reaction is that we think we're the best and everything so somehow but i have a feeling that's pretty common to all of humanity <laughs> all 7 billion people so um my sister has no low self-awareness meaning she doesn't realize one of the characteristics of high self-awareness is that you understand your impact on other people right so and it is kind of tricky and it's sort of people can relate to it this is what is interesting about language and framework so i'm starting to if you don't know self-awareness and none of us really know it 100 percent but if you've never heard the term self-awareness before it's basically one of the important features or concepts is understanding how your behavior impacts others around you so that's where my sister is incredibly weak because she takes opinions thoughts and she's just stubborn and digs in on them and repeats them over and over again and you're like she has no awareness that we don't number one we don't agree with her opinion number two we think she's just crazy whacked out because of it and uh so She's, you know, and, and for a while, for the last few months on the phone when she's not here and it's just my sister and I talking, which by the way, I, I'm basically stopping talking to her because of the events of the last 48 hours. And maybe that'll blow over. I'm not, I mean, again, I love my sister always. I love everyone always, right? But it doesn't mean I have to call her up and forget about her pro- her problem. It really is her problem. So she gets all puffy with my mom who's <laughs> just really ticks me off because my mom is not in good shape, right? Can you imagine 93 years old? I mean, it's, it's just almost a miracle that someone lives to 93, right? And the quality of life deteriorates. I mean, come on. It's like she's not running marathons or something, you know? And uh, so the quality of life, you hang in there. And for the most part, my mom's mental state has been really sharp it's just this last couple of weeks with the low sodium just dropped off and was just loopy. I call it loopy. So <clears throat> my sister just like ignores all these environmental factors. How about that for a fancy term? <laughs> environmental factors, but basically the, environment, the environmental factors are that uh, um, my mom's not in good shape. But I, I, I've made this comment to my sister before and I said, you know, you, you don't think of your mother as a 40-year-old woman. I know you remember her as a 40-year-old woman, as a mother, as your mother, as a young child. But she's not 40 or 50 years old anymore. She's 93. She's 93, people. So you just kind of have to accept that she may say some stupid things, Okay. It doesn't mean you legally, and this is where my wife says that our family should, should have been a bunch of lawyers. <laughs> and, I, and one of my one listener in Colorado probably is chuckling because she's married to a lawyer. But um, we're probably worse lawyers than her husband. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's we, we go over the top in literal, literal um, interpretation, right? So, for example, my instead of my sister just like hearing my mom say something and instead of her first reaction going well she's 93 and maybe that's a stupid statement I don't like it but I'm going to let it go I'm going to let it go because my mom's 93 and I'm not going to stir the pot but again this is my sister and she has no self-awareness and she doesn't realize that She's just gonna run right in and stir the pot. Cause she's gonna take something literally that my mom says and, and drag her into court and argue about it. I mean, it's just absolutely, we might say, a lot of people might say batshit crazy kind of thing. And, and uh, you know, I deleted there, uh, the earlier part of the podcast, and I commented about two sisters And my mother having only two daughters. And my brother commented this week, he said, after all these drama events was, well, poor mom, she's had a really tough life with these two daughters. You know, uh, one's been spent a lot of time in mental institutions and is currently in a halfway house. But at least she loves her mother. (laughs) So so as 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 much as my sister who's got mental problems and has been institutionalized again we love her always but for my brother to comment that at least she loves her own mother is 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 like wild right because i mean and and i and my sister obviously is not doesn't have a lot of ability to express love but at least she tries right and there's an element and her general attitude is is one of gratitude and love even though she's kind of messed up of course she's messed up She's on all kinds of psychotic drugs and things it's just kind of nutty but here's my own brother <laughs> my own brother's comment out of the blue was that that daughter at least loves her mother the one that's out on the loose this is where i was kind of getting funny the one though the sister that's quote unquote normal who's out in public so beware if you're ever in fort worth texas you might bump into a really whack job lady, but you won't know for a while. And that's, that's, that's the thing that we all struggle with. We all have these black slices. And so most of the time we try to hire our black slices, and especially if you have really good self-awareness, you know what your black slice, you may recognize your black slice and then just choose to try to manage your black slice so that you don't piss people off. <laughs> And But the normal sister, quote unquote, normal sister, who's out and loose in society, <laughs> she's loose in society. She has very little self-awareness. And so she'll argue over things. And it's just, sometimes it's money or she uses money as a, a measuring stick sometimes. And, and, and it's absurd sometimes because she might get mad about $4,000 for example, when there's a million dollars at stake or something, right? So she'll get all pissy about $1,000 here, $1,000 there, and if you just challenge her and back off and say like, what does it matter when you look at a million dollars or something, right? It's like absurd. Can you see the absurdity of your emotional um, in- investment? in being upset over a thousand bucks when the bigger picture is a million or something. And so it's like she would deny anything has to do with money, but money becomes a good angle for her to bitch about, right? Isn't it fun to bitch about and feel like, well, I got screwed out of a thousand dollars. Oh wow, I got screwed out of $5,000, you know? Or whatever it is, you have this, you get this built up, this emotion, and yet behind it, if you take big picture, it's not that big a deal in the bigger scheme of things. So, uh, uh, and so that's the sister, and she calls me up after um, spending time with my mother. I was hoping, I was just like thinking, like I hope this goes well. I hope she can just bite her tongue, let it go, let whatever angst she has go. She's only going to see her for an hour at the most. And then she's flying back to Texas. So she can just, she can't make up the time. I mean, have some compassion, sis, about you're going to see your mother for an hour. Can you just let everything go and just like not make it about you? That was the other comment my wife made is like, she makes everything about her, even her, her 90. The irony of it, she just can't see it. I know the listeners, you don't have any emotional investment in my, my drama, but maybe you have your own tweaky drama someplace in your family too. But it's like, it, to everybody else, it's so obvious that you have one hour with a 93 year old woman who happens to be your mother, and for the most part took care of you, you know? And sure, she's not perfect. We know that, but can you just let it go? Can you just let that past go? And, I, and I've done, I've been there, I've hung on to things for a time, and, and so many psychologists and people will tell you, like, Look, this nope, other people's journeys, right? You learn from other people's journeys and by journeys, I mean the life experiences. And it's good to try to learn from other people's life experiences, but I think the resistance is always to think that somehow our situation is unique. Like, well, you don't really know my mother. You don't really know, I mean, I'm sorry, but I I hear your story and I hear your thing, but, and that's because we've, we've got years and years of emotional investment. And these crappy relationships that suck, <laughs> and we just won't let go, and it's hard to break free. I mean, but then then we have a tendency, a pattern to, and I catch this in myself. It's like, am I, am I projecting my bad relationship with this person onto this relationship, and do I, just because I see some element, or I fantasize that there's some connection between the two, that, that I. Uh, um carrying on this this uh pattern of response when it's really not warranted, you know it's like well, not everybody we're all so vastly different in that seven billion distribution curve of people and things, so anyways, my sister calls me up and says, I want nothing to do with mom I just I'm done you know she's a, my my sister's exasperated you know. And my my reaction isn't one of compassion for my sister. My reaction is, are you kidding me? Are you? I mean, are you kidding me? You know, here my my mom looked like she was about to die the night before. 14 hours later, my sister's fighting with her, arguing with her, and calls me up afterwards in a huff and puff, and wants to blow this house down. And uh, she. Uh, yeah, that was a, somehow three little pigs snuck into that conversation. I don't know why, but it's amazing. The brain, isn't it? Huff and puff and blow that relationship down. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so she, she uh, it? wants well, nothing to do with mom anymore. And I'm just disappointed. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Can you not, again, can you not just sit for 30 minutes, 60 minutes and just nod your head and say, oh, mom, it's so good to see you. La-da-da-da-da. She has to turn it into a fight. And the, the best news was that my, my mom was able to hold her own, which just made my sister even more mad because my mom would <laughs> fight, fight back. So so it was just so sad though, uh, overall of the situation. But, you know, it's again, on the distribution curve, like my sister's quote unquote a whack job, but there's other whack jobs out there that are even worse. So we all have a little bit of whack job in us and it comes out at different times. So, and I'm huffing and puffing because I just walked up a little bit of a hill and we made it back. And uh, so that is my sister, the drama. And uh, what else? We're back home, Bud, huh? Bud finishes walk. He's done with this podcast, but I'm not quite done yet, so I'm going to keep going. Here you go, Bud. So because I lost, I lost 20 minutes of quality podcasting that you missed and I did kind of summarize it quickly so it might be a good thing the listener might say well I'm sure glad I missed that 20 minutes because you know this is going on long enough and uh, we're at 35 minutes and I pretty much need to wrap it up anyways but uh, so how do we wrap this episode up what is this thing it's self-awareness it's family drama and uh, instead of me calling somebody and forcing them to listen to my my whining about somebody else's whining, I was just able to broadcast it. It's out there in the, the thing. Um, you know, this is some people used to talk about like writing something you're angry about and on a piece of paper and crumple it up and throw it in the fireplace. Well, this is the modern day electronic version of that. You know, I'm just kind of I'm just getting out my frustration, hopefully in a positive way, letting it go. Being upset that my sister can't let things go. <laughs> she can't let them go. And uh you know, so uh and then the money thing. And I'm I'm pretty terrible about the money thing. That's part of the family growing up, the, the attitude towards money and we don't need to go listen to dave ramsey's financial peace university that's not that's not the number one thing that we're going to do is ooh i need to, i i need financial peace i need to go listen to dave ramsey man and uh because it's it's just going to be packaged it's going to be a packaged um commentary and uh you know it works for him and it probably works for a lot of people whatever it, whatever works means but you know so but dave ramsey doesn't know everybody's situation you know he just doesn't he can't know it and so this is the 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 peanut butter solution to every human's thing so they'll he'll probably spend 60 percent of the time trying to convince you that everybody's financial situation is the same it's the same thing over and over again and he's gotta he's gotta develop that, establish that, convince you of that first and before he dumps out his solution. Because the solution will be frameworked around this this uh fictitious everybody's problem situation, right? And then probably pull in Bible verses and proverbs and, and it'll be, you know, you listening to him. So we turn over our minds for like an hour listening to a guy like this. And he'll he'll his shtick, this you know, to to be crude it'll be a shtick. You know, and he, he's fully confident in his shtick and is a hundred percent certain of it and and that's he's made his whole life on it. And that's fine, you know, whatever. I'm not again I love Dave Ramsey, but he's not the solution to every human being's problem on this planet. <laughs> He's a solution for some problems for some people. How's that? You know, and maybe that's all it. maybe that's all we're here for is to to have some solutions for some people during our some time that we have on this planet. So back to closing on my sister so my my pushback I'm kind of tired of it. I mean, I've kind of put up with her for the last few months, listening to her when I'm walking the bud and going over family history and listening to her gripes. you know, but at the end of the day, she's got to get over it. She can't keep living and hanging on to bitterness from years ago. And it's also sad that she recognizes that mom's a product of her own family. And our grandmother was quite a character too. So you'd think that since my sister recognizes that, that uh, this pattern from starting from my mother's family, that, that she would be more compassionate, that it's not. My mother behaves the way she does not a hundred percent of her own free will it's it's part of her comes with the package of her family so that's uh you know hanging on to bitterness hanging on to angers which my sister is probably doing and she won't listen to me or my brother um, gently challenge her to say hey what's going on can you let it go She's just digging in deeper and holding on to it. So I called her bluff a little bit, you know, and she says, and this is the fun part for me of the podcast because I feel like I'm clever or pushing the point nicely, but I'm probably not. It's just, again, it's my own black slice probably, but she's like, I want nothing to do with mom. I want nothing to do with mom. And, you know, this went on for days, and then she she only spent 30 minutes or so or an hour with my mother, but then she wasted my hours of my time uh, being concerned with it. She wasted hours of my wife's time when my wife wanted to go look at this music museum in Phoenix where she met my sister right after all these events. And my sister's still spinning and whirling around with this anger with my mother that she, she sucked up an hour of time of my wife's you know, bitching about things. And then she started writing me emails and pulling stuff up from five, ten years ago, and trying to prove a point. And really, this she doesn't again. Self-awareness. The simplicity of it is: could you just not go visit your mother for like an hour and just like refuse to get spun up emotionally? I mean, is, does every again? Does everything have to be about you? So, and and her, I'm I'm just shocked again. I, I mentioned earlier about how. She digs in on a thousand dollars here, five hundred bucks there, and yet there's a big pile of uh, cash coming at the end of the day. And I'm like, can you just not see the big picture of things and just let things go? And she can't do it. So she doesn't want anything to do with her mother anymore. So my comment, my last comment to her was, it's like, okay, so you want nothing to do with mom. So would you please call the estate lawyer and just tell them that out of principle out of principle um i want nothing to do with my mother so whatever assets and finances that my mother has and she may pass away in the next 10 or 15 years Well, she's 93 so it probably won't be 20 years um if i you know i I just want to be removed from anything to do with my mother because that's what i'm telling my brother and sister um i just don't want any any anything to do with my mother so any assets she has that might come to me because um, I'm one of three to inherit this thing. Um, I I just don't want nothing to do with it. And so that's how I called my sister out. And I said, well, you know, my brother and I, we'd be happy to, to split whatever financial money is coming your way because out of principle now, out of principle, sis, you really don't want to have anything to do with your mother. So really, instead of just, making it the emotional level of not wanting to do anything with your mother let's let's go all the way let's make it a financial um, let's make it a financial commitment and principle that you want nothing to do with your mother and probably the listener probably realizes that I'm probably not going to get a favorable response to that <laughs> like well what is favorable to act, either one any response would be favorable One she She could go, "Oh, I see what you're saying oh i'm gonna okay, I shouldn't treat my mother like a bitch, um, so because I'm gonna inherit this money so i I'll, I'll all of a sudden I'm not gonna be bitter and angry anymore, so I'll be kind in the 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 last days, months, years of my mother's life and be kind i'm gonna oh thanks, you woke me up to that. I'm now woke um that or um." She will say, you're right. I, I really, I want nothing to do with my mother. You're absolutely right. And out of principle, I will do that. I'm going to call the lawyer next week and say, just scratch my name. I don't exist. Um, you know, what do they say? Like, you're dead to me. You're nothing to me, right? So just get me out of the 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 will and estate plan. You know? <laughs> it's so fun so surprisingly i haven't heard an answer on that i mean i, I kind of like that as a solution that's a solution to the problem and uh we'll we'll see what happens with the drama as it goes forward and with that uh, rob the Robcast listeners will recognize uh grace and peace which somehow grace and peace i i can feel it let's do it let's have grace and peace and move on